Welcome to the Anonymous Podcast. I'm Douglas L., your host. You can now contact me directly via text, 919-675-1058. That's 919-675-1058. Or join our Facebook group at the Anon Podcast. That's T-H-E-A-N-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T to fellowship with other guests. This podcast aims to be a commentary and discussion of Narcotics Anonymous literature, aiming to enrich the recovery experience of those who are on this beautiful journey. This podcast should not replace contact with your sponsor, your involvement with Stepwork, or participation in the fellowship. Please use this podcast as another resource toward our collective growth as addicts in recovery. We're simply addicts seeking recovery. Nothing more, and for sure, nothing less. Now let's get started. Hi, I'm Brian D, and I'm an addict. My clean date is November 7th, 2020. My home group is the Wednesday evening High Wycombe online meeting that can be found through NAUK website. 23rd of July, inspired by hope. We may not relate exactly to one another's dreams, but we can relate to the hope, energy and excitement of trying to realise them. Living Clean, Chapter 2, Connection to Others. One of recovery's greatest gifts and joys is seeing another NA's member's hopes and dreams become realised. We are there when someone in our home group plants a seed of an idea into their own life, where it takes root in the dirt below and sprouts a stem that stretches towards the sun. We witness them take all the necessary steps to bring their goal to fruition, in spite of struggles with self-doubt and some real setbacks. We celebrate each other's successes at graduations and weddings, for births, adoptions and reunifications at launches, openings and housewarmings and at the finish line or just by hearing about them at a meeting. We are inspired even if our own seed of an idea is very different or even if we don't yet have a seed of our own. Most of us would agree that the specific details of our stories of active addiction don't have to be the same as another addict's in order for us to empathise or even identify with them. The same can be said regarding our specific ideas about how we want to enrich our lives. There are as many paths to freedom as there are addicts and just as many paths to joy, success, contentment and fulfilment. Seeing others follow their dream can inspire hope in us to find and follow our own. At different periods of our journey, hope may inspire us in different realms like employment, family and relationships using our intellect, our creativity. As one addict quipped, I used to climb the walls and now I climb mountains. Bearing witness to each other's journey is a boon. We can learn from each other's mistakes without having to make the same ones ourselves. What looks impossible or undesirable to us in early recovery may appear to us later on and transform our lives. We get most of our best ideas from each other. I can find inspiration in my fellow recovering addicts, sometimes despite the details and sometimes because of them. Today I have hope for my own future and am willing to do what I can to inspire others to find the hope they lost or never had. Thank you for letting me read. All right, welcome back, everyone. This is July 23rd, Inspired by Hope, here with Paul and Carl. What's happening? Hey, Douglas. What's up, Doug? <laughs> Welcome back. Um, inspired by hope. So our, um, I was thinking about hope. I, it shows up first in the second step. So after the first step, we ha- we're left with this kind of void, it says, in the step working guide. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we need something. We need something to help us with, with all of that stuff that we poured out in the first step. And uh, that's a loving, caring power greater than ourselves. 
that can that we come to believe in that can restore something that's kind of been lost. And you know, the second step talks about sanity. And then in the the third step, it talks about the progression from hope to faith to trust. And um, I didn't have any trust when I, I didn't trust myself, I didn't trust you, I didn't trust the powers that be, I didn't even trust my recovery at that point. I was very nervous. I just, I had this vision that I was just going to run screaming out of a meeting and jab a needle in my arm and that's how a relapse would happen. And uh, it didn't. That's not how it happened. It had, was, you know, it was a methodical way leaving the fellowship. Get rid of a sponsor, get rid of the sponsees. Don't go to those meetings anymore. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're at the dope dealer's house. And how did I get here? <laughs> a slow regression back into insanity. Absolutely. Absolutely. With red flags all the way along that regression. You know what I mean? And um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I am inspired by the hope that, you know, Douglas says that our, our recovery is not fragile. And it's not anymore. It's not. Because of the time and the effort that we put in to our recovery and to stay clean. And it is building blocks. You just keep building till it becomes foundational. And that's what recovery is now. It is foundational. And that's what inspires me, is that idea. Um, it started off so simply, too. I mean, when I left treatment, a guy gave me someone's number and, and the town I was going back to. You know, when I was in the car ride home, I called this guy. He said, yeah, I'll be there tonight. Mm. You know, so I go to the meeting. And, and sometimes building hope requires showing up. You know, you have to show up. Even though your head may tell you not to, right? That's right. But it's, it's, it's such the baby steps. Because in the beginning, finding any type of hope is that baby step. Okay, mm. I showed up. Here's this guy. He's here like he said he was going to be. Mm. You know, and then I participate in the meeting. And then he gives, you know, we get books and he starts describing the process. You know, when I go home and I start writing and it's the simple, like, oh, I did one. I did one. And then I stayed clean another day. You know, and then I went to another meeting the next day. And I did some more answers, you know, questions. And I read a little bit more and I stayed clean another day. And it just starts building slowly and slowly and slowly. And then the next thing you know, you, you look forward in your life, you're setting big goals. And you're accomplishing big goals and you're, you know, buying cars and you're having healthy relationships. And I mean, but it's all the journey in between that really, I think, has carried me because now that I have such a, a broad view of, um, of that journey, I know what it takes to kind of build it too. So, I mean, I, I understand like when I'm in a process and every time like, I start a new job, right? I started a new job a couple months ago. And you're not going to know everything then. Like I, I was talking to you, Doug, about it the other day with the kid, your, your son, right? He, he starts wrestling. And just because he's not amazing right off the jump, he still did really well. Or it was a basketball. 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 It's like, you know, sometimes like when I was a child, I thought the same thing. Oh, I, well, fuck it. I'm just not going to do it now. Because I didn't do it. Yeah, if I can't be the best. If I, I can't be the, the best, best, if I'm not right, perfect. Right but that's that delusion of, grandeur, of right. grandeur we have. <laughs> but then once I understand that process, what was taught to me in the steps and, and the 12 steps, it gave me a lot of hope. Yeah. Because now I was like, understand, oh, it's going to take me a little time. 
it's going to take me a little bit of time to get where I want to be, and I'm okay with that. The other component that this reading talks about is the hope in others and seeing this journey mm -hmm. in fruition in other people's lives. I'll tell you where that show, show for me. Hmm. Well, well, the first thing I really noticed was, uh, well, two things. One is when, when the guys were talking about real stuff they did last year, two years ago, three years ago. They had, they were clean, they had real relationships, and they had real memories, like us three have. Right. Now, we can talk about, you know, the camp out. Oh, you remember that camp? You, you remember the convention? That, Which right? one? You know, Which convention did we go to? Oh, that convention. Exactly, right? <laughs> so that, that I, I found that to be so attractive. Yes. And then the other thing is, that there's this dude, he's dead now, he, he died clean, it was really cool. He, he was, I think he sold, like, insurance or something, he did something like this. But anyhow, uh, he wore a suit to work. Okay, and I found it. I was so. I love the idea of thinking of the stability where you could wear. What I wanted to do from watching him, I wanted to to have a job to wear every Monday. Every Monday I had like a Monday suit. Every Tuesday I had, you know, that's how my mind worked because I ate the same thing for breakfast every day, <laughs> the same thing for lunch every day, right? Brian sent you down the shopping list for what I took that. That's you know, right. It's like strawberries, blueberries, stuff. And so, so I thought that was just that amount of structure was so attractive to me. I was like, wow, you could, you could, you you could actually have a life like that. It just inspired me, you know. Mm -hmm. And it, and that was something like, what wasn't directly about like him sharing about recovery and him sharing, you know, this or that. It was like, wow, th th this is available. I found a lot. I was really inspired by that. The other thing it talked about in this reading is about being a part of people's lives. And for the births and the, and the deaths and the, and the weddings and the thing and all of that. And we were on a meeting the other night on Zoom where a grand, great, great grand sponsor who has 48 years clean was speaking. And it was just impressive to me. And it filled my heart. I was I was so moved to tears by the whole thing. Is that there is this kind of unbroken line from that person who started NA in New Orleans, who started NA in New Orleans, started the first meeting in New Orleans, and if that person had not taken the risk to make that, the three of us would not be sitting here. Do you know what I mean? We would. Not, I wouldn't have a sponsor. We wouldn't be in in sponsorship. Thing you wouldn't be my sponsee brother, but that simple act of saying, "Oh, here, I'm going to extend myself and start a meeting in a place that didn't have meetings," and no idea in the seventies, and how well, where that's going to go. Yeah, it's pretty wild to think about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and what that simple act of doing that. So, look, when you are sitting at the meeting tonight and you are making that coffee. And everybody's bitching about either it's too weak or it's too strong. <laughs> Not done early enough. As we all, they're the ones who didn't. They didn't at show all, up at right? all. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> we call those the critics. Right. The critics will always be there to tell you how you did your right. Just remember that that simple act is creating hope that you may not ever get to see. And that's the humble part of this, is sometimes the humble things that we do in recovery 
we don't even understand how they're going to impact things going down the line. Let me tell you the most beautiful thing about that. We were on the phone a couple weeks ago, and we're talking about a guy who, who was on a run. Mm-hmm. You know, he was in our sponsorship family. He was on a run or something. And, uh, and we're asking, hey, how's he doing? You know, like we do often. Mm-hmm. And uh, you say, we should probably text him. I said, all right, I'll send a text. You send the text. So we both text him. So he's clean now. He got like ten days now or something like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know he told me? He said that he was he was about to go sleep in the car that night. Didn't really have a desire to do to do much of anything. Live period whatever. He said he got those texts and he knew he's gonna reach out Mm -hmm. from there. That he knew that that he had that fear. He didn't want you know he felt. We didn't love it, you know, all, all that shit that goes on in our minds. We think everybody, we have nobody. Mm-hmm. He got those texts and said, he said that, that he knew the next day that what he was doing was reaching out to us. And look, if he's listening to this, we love you so much. And we are, look, I, I, I well up thinking about it. We, we are so glad you're back. We're so glad that you lived through it and that you're back. And, it's no judgment because we walk in with this massive amount of judgment of ourselves because we've relapsed. Oh yeah, it's we just—it's just like a big boulder we carry back into the fellowship. And or I just, anything or wrong oh, that we do to people. Oh, absolutely. Know, anything like that. And, and we and, just think we just think it disqualifies us from love, and it doesn't. It doesn't disqualify you. In fact, when you walk back in from whatever's going on, and you jump back into the lifeboat, we all go, oh, thank God you're here. Thank God. I'm just glad you're back. And then, and then to the listener, to be sensitive to that, if they're, if you're listening to this and that resonates with you and, you, and somebody's, somebody's face popped in your mind as we're talking about that, maybe they're on a run, maybe, you know, fuck them, they wronged you, whatever it is. It doesn't matter, whatever it is. And you feel that pull right here. Send them a text. Man. Yeah. Call them. I always Email, send, whatever. Yeah. If, I, if you come into my head, it is a tap from my higher power on my shoulder saying, do something. Say something. So if you have somebody out there who's doing that, follow through. Because your higher power or their higher power needs you to do take some action. That's it. Thank you all again for spending your time with us today on the Anonymous Podcast. I encourage you all to focus on that magic six-letter word, others, as we go out into the world. Stop by the Facebook page, fellowship with other guests, or send me a text. Let me know if you'd like to be a guest or if you have any ideas on future podcasts. Until next time, I'm your host, Douglas L. Namaste, and God bless. Mm